everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the power of women i am your host taste the starseed joined by my co-host tori j hey ladies tori j <laughs> go ahead tori <laughs> tell us what our discussion is about this week okay so ladies we are talking about why do you want someone that doesn't want you back mm, very powerful that's going to dive in. Like, you want to like, tackle it first? Yeah. Here, Let me just give an example of this, right? Because I feel like it's something that um, a lot of us do as human beings in general, but particularly women. And I've been in a few situations in my life where I've found myself like wondering what is happening? Why am I feeling like this? So how many, how many times have you um, been in a relationship or seen somebody in a relationship who is in a obviously toxic relationship whether it's physical mentally emotionally maybe all three right and this person is lamenting to you or crying to you about you know what their partner's done maybe they physically abused them right um but in the same breath they're saying oh my god but I love this person I can't live without them you know and you have to ask yourself you're speaking about this person this partner of yours that is either physically verbally emotionally sometimes all three abusive to you and they're causing you so much pain that you're here crying your heart out but in the same breath you're still saying but I love this person do you know what I mean and I think it's so important to kind of ask ourselves why is it that this person is causing you so much pain but you are still saying that you love them what is it that you love about this person Mm. do you know what I mean and I'm like it can't possibly be love it's more Mm -hmm. so you have to ask yourself why you're attaching to that and calling it love. You know, like I had a work colleague one time, like I said, we've all been in a situation, you know, but um, I had a work colleague in particular and she'd always come into work and talk about her partner. Someday she'd be so broken, you know, because of how unaffectionate he was towards her. And she felt like she did everything for him. She said when she'd come back from work, she'd run his bath. She gave him all her money And he had a best friend, quote unquote, (laughs) which he was quite obviously, to me anyway, it was quite obvious that he was, you know, um, I don't know, having an affair or whatever he was doing behind her back. Um, And so many times she'd come to work broken because of something he said or something they've done. And I'd be like, but you know, you can try and, you know, see if you can be on your own for a bit. And she'd be like, I can't, I can't, I, I love him, I love him. And I'm like, But Mm. ask yourself, what is it that you love about him? And she'd say, well, you know, when we first got together, he used to do, you know, okay, but that was when you guys were together. That was years ago. What is he doing now that's making you still have these feelings of love for him? You know, because you come to work every day, you're upset. Every day you're upset about the relationship. So what is it that you are, what is he giving you? You're holding on to how he used to be those grains of niceness that he gave you during the first couple of months of relationship but that's not the case anymore so if that's not the case anymore what is holding you hope that he will go back to the way he he was or fear of being alone or you know what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So. <laughs> it's, it's you know it's interesting to me because I've I've definitely seen that before and I also notice um 
like we tolerate things that men don't tend to tolerate like well you can find situations where you know a couple of guys are going through some of the things that women go through but for the most part right we tolerate things that men wouldn't tolerate like the open disrespect so and the the thing is I've gotten to the point right where if you do something to me that you wouldn't tolerate I immediately see that as you don't really care about me you don't love me or whatever whatever because if I know that I could never disrespect you and treat you the way you're treating me, and I don't care if it's something as simple as um, you have female friends and you don't want me to have guy friends. I don't care if it's something like that or if it's something like, you know, you're cheating and right, I know right. you wouldn't tolerate me cheating, you know, or um, you're, you're staying out late and maybe we have like an agreement where we like to be in our house at a certain time you're staying out late and I know you wouldn't want me out late so I wouldn't even try it like I've noticed these these types of behaviors and and I call a spade a spade and I feel like a lot of times we make excuses and we go well you know I'm I mean we do that thing where it's like well I'm a woman you know so I, I I need to be got to hold myself to a different standard than him, right, you know, because right. of course we can't hold men to any sort of standard. Why would we do that? But, and then it's like, um, we, we see something that isn't actually there. So like right. a man can do the bare minimum when he's courting you or even in a relationship and we hold on to, I don't know what we be holding on to girl memories of, I don't know what memory, minimum. Like, memories yeah, of we, minimum. Yeah, <laughs> we, we just, we hold on to these couple of little great memories we have yeah, when, yeah. when there might be just as many memories, um, yeah. you know, of the opposite behavior right, and, right. and we make excuses for, we say things like, oh, you know, well, sometimes you got to see it through or sometimes you have to have patience. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had women give me examples of like, well, you know, I had a friend, um, that was in a relationship and her guy was doing this, this, and this to her, but guess what? She hung in there and then eventually it got better. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so if he is <laughs> so the, the reward for suffering, right. Is you might luck up and he might change, <laughs> but it's a big, it's a big gamble because a lot of times they, they don't. Right. And, um, in the and process, Sorry, my go, bad, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go, go ahead. ahead. What are you no, gonna go, say? Go <laughs> yeah, I was go gonna ahead. Say it's a lot of um, it's like it's also like a lot of suffering for a so-called reward. By the time you get to your so-called reward, you're so broken down anyway. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're not, you've been through so much. You're not mm-hmm. really, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I noticed that, and I just, I don't know why we do that. Why we feel like you know like you said you know we we suffer yeah. we suffer it's a first. level of delusion though it bro. is that's exactly yeah. what it is and it's, it's scary to me i don't mm. know if you see if you saw um the clip that was going around on social media and it was a couple i'm assuming they were a couple and the guy is recording himself i guess he's trying to leave his relationship or leave the house or break up or whatever and the girl is like holding on to him and she's not trying to let him go and she's like no mm. she's like I'll do anything I'll give you anything I'll do whatever you want he's like I don't want anything from you I want to go and he's saying into his phone like look 
what am I supposed to do? I'm trying to leave her. She won't let me leave. He said, the cops going to have to show up because it's going to get physical in a second because I don't know what else I'm supposed to do to get her off of me. And she's like begging him. And I'm like, okay, now that's a very obvious one. And he's actually literally physically trying to walk out the door. And, and you, and you are holding on to something that's trying to leave you. The problem with that, the problem I have with that is you lack love within yourself so deep Mm. and I don't care what the reason is they're trying to break up I don't care if you guys are on good terms and trying to break up love is not possessive and love is not controlling if he wants to go allow him because what should he do now let's say that I don't I don't again I don't know the situation but if he is not happy there with you why would you, how could you love somebody and they're not happy and you force them to be there anyway? Right, right, right. You don't actually love him. You don't love yourself because you don't want to love something that doesn't, you're afraid of being alone. You do not need to love and yearn and fight for something that does not want you. Right. And and that's on the reverse. Like if you are a woman, you don't want to be in a relationship and this man is forcing you in a situation. No, that's crazy. And it's controlling. And it's scary to be honest with you. And I don't know why we do that. Um, and, and and another thing that I want to mention real quick is, um, you know, it's kind of along the same lines, but like, like, for example, if a girl, a girl might, you know, let's say she's dating somebody and I hear women complain about things like um, when they first start dating a guy like, oh, you know, well, he was calling me and then now he's not calling me that much. He's not that consistent or um, you know, or, or maybe they slept together and then he became less consistent, you know, whatever the situation, whatever the dynamics are, but I, I find it so telling when you have situations like that and the man is not consistent because if, if you and him are both supposedly looking for a specific type of relationship, whatever that looks like, you are putting out there your best efforts, especially when you're dating, you're putting out your best efforts. And if you're not, then that is telling because let's be frank here. If you're dealing with somebody and they're giving you bare minimum now, it will only get worse later. And if somebody is not consistent with you now, how consistent do you think they're going to be in a relationship? And why should you start accepting less Less than what you deserve now? And mm-hmm. see, the thing about loving yourself is, and I'm going I'm to pass the mic and I'm going to stop rambling, but the thing about no, loving yourself ahead, is, it's not rambling I'm sorry. At all. No, go <laughs> okay. ahead. Absolutely. Like what? No, I'm loving But yeah, it. so the, the thing about loving yourself is when you really love yourself, you are so happy with your free time. You appreciate yes. and value your time to yourself. Yes. You enjoy your own company. You have things in life that, that fuel your fire, things that you're passionate about things that you're doing, you have your, whatever your personal rituals are, whether that's yoga or the gym or taking yourself Mm. to dinner, or maybe you're an artist, maybe you like to, you know, garden or whatever it is that you, you find um, time, you make time. Yeah. With yourself to do, um, you enjoy those things so much that if anybody is taking advantage of you or your time, and giving you feelings, any kind of uneasy feeling where you have to be up worried or you got to call all your friends to vent. Like these are not the type of things that you should be getting from someone. 
And if you're getting these type of feelings from someone, feelings that um, you're not a priority or you are, you're putting out efforts that they're not putting out, it's already, um, it's, there's already an imbalance. And right. I feel like we have to start paying attention to these things because red flags are not always the, the, um, the very dangerous things that we talk about sometimes, like, you know, he, he obviously was acting like he could be violent with you early on. And then later he becomes abusive. I'm talking about these small, subtle subtle things. Yeah. These small, subtle things we have to start paying attention to Mm. because that behavior will definitely get worse. And sweetheart, if nobody values your time and they don't want to appreciate you and the being that you are, why are you begging them to be there? Why are you forcing it? Why are you putting up with it and sticking around? letting him live his best life and you're just there i'm sorry it's a topic that bothers me it bothers me but go ahead absolutely absolutely especially as somebody who has been in situations like that and Mm -hmm. has also kind of grown up in that kind of environment um i think i saw a meme on instagram the other day and it said um that women i wish i'd saved it but it basically said that women have a level of delusion um when it comes to relationships it's because like we will see all the signs that tells us that this person does not want to be with us all the signs and they'll tell lies that we can see through they'll say things they'll treat us horribly we'll see everything we'll see the signs but we still won't leave um and I honestly think that is as a result of um our just worldwide oppression we really, in general, have a lack of self-esteem and self-worth. We're very traumatized beings as women. We are very traumatized, like from a very young age, from birth even. Everything and everybody tells us that our worth is de- determined and defined by our ability to unify with the opposite sex, right? With a man. So, and then at the same time, they're also telling us that any kind of resistance or kind of uprising that we kind of put up to any kind of oppressive um, notions and concepts is immediately shut down from a very young age, right? So they're constantly chipping away our self-confidence and our self-worth. So, and constantly telling us, it's just the man, you know how men are, our lives are just to endure. So we get to the point now where we have men and if we don't have the kind of, um, we're not on our own journeys of personal self-love, or we don't even have supportive people around us, we can end up just being stuck in this cycle of needing a man to validate us. So now when this person is showing you that they cannot stand you in essence, basically, and they are not good for you, you don't care. It's just like, please, please, it doesn't matter. Just love me, stay with me. It does not matter. I don't care. I don't want to lose you. And often when we find ourselves in that situation, um, we don't ever take time to think, okay, you know what? Well, when we get better, because that's clearly a state of breakdown, we don't find the time to say, okay, what, what is the problem? Why is it that this person has done? And this is including me, Tori. You know, um, I've had a few relationships where people have been horrific to me. Mm. And I myself, as strong as I think I am, there is something inside me and it must've been what I witnessed. I don't know, maybe growing up or whatever. There is something inside me that will still go back to such monstrously horrible situations that I know so much better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and so I can really relate with that. Um, and I had to start asking myself, you know, what is the problem? Why do you go back to these people? 
What is it that you think they're offering you that you can't offer yourself, you know? And the deeper I got into this journey of love and loving myself, because right now I really do adore myself. You know, I love my journey. I'm trying to live life fearlessly. Um, I enjoy my own company and I try to create an environment of bliss and love for myself by myself. So now when I am approached by people who I feel like will disturb my peace, I automatically don't crave to be around them. You know, I don't mm. have that craving of like, okay, you know what? Um, like, you know, like if when you were younger or shoot, maybe recently, somebody you want to see, ladies, right? There's somebody that you want to see, a guy that you've been talking to, and now he's blowing a bit hot and cold. He's like, like you said earlier, Jazzy's stopped calling you as much. Now you really, really want to speak to him. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh my God, I hope he calls me soon. And when he calls you, you pick up the phone straight away and you make yourself available, mm. right? And it's like, why? I had to ask myself, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Because you're so scared of being alone or you don't value your company that much that you're willing to kind of risk this person's disrespect or you can see this person's disdain for you just to say that what? To feel some sort of love? So yeah, basically I started giving myself that. I started creating an environment of love within myself. So when I now go outside to people, as soon as I spot anything that is not that love, I'm very quick to say, you know what? I'm walking away from this. This is not for me, you know? And I can spot it in even the smallest things, the smallest um, situations now. It might be, um, it happens like the typical one, you know, how you treat somebody else. I might mm. watch you and how you treat um, a regular waiter or a staff, another employee somewhere. You know, I'll watch the way I'll watch the way you practice business. Small things you say about business, you know, your business ethics. Those are the things I watch. How you speak about other women, you know. Um, mm. Those are small things that I pick up on now that help me to kind of filter out um, people that are not for me. Whereas before. One, I probably wouldn't even have noticed. And two, if I had noticed, I wouldn't have felt like it was bad enough for me to leave. But now, what do I say? I was actually going to write a poem yesterday. It's just remember, you just reminded me. I need to like, <laughs> I need to put it on my phone. It's actually called, um, I'm quick to relegate a nigga. <laughs> mm, okay. I, I wanted to write it, but it's true. I said, you know, I'm at the stage in my life now where I'm very quick to relegate a nigga. If you disturb my peace, demotion. If you make me feel some type of way or I smell any kind of patriarchal bullshit, demotion. If I smell any kind of misogyny, demotion, you will get relegated very, very quickly. Because now I realize that I don't really have to put up, well, I don't, not even really, I really don't, I don't have to put up with it, period. I don't need you. If you're not adding anything to my life, then I don't have to have you by me or be around you just because one, society say so, and two, because I feel so lonely and I can't stand to be by myself. Mm. Yeah, so mm. <laughs> I ran off on my ramble. <laughs> no, I loved it. Oh I loved it. God. I got lost. I could have kept listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? You said something. You said, um, you know, men oftentimes feel like we are supposed to just endure and immediately every time I hear the word endure now I can't even help myself it's a trigger for me trigger. it's a trigger, a trigger for me because yes, it is. I was in a relationship before and the guy I was with was was he thought I was asleep and mm. 
um, I was actually falling asleep, but you know, when they do little sneaky things, you know how it triggers you and you wake <laughs> up and you like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so girl, like, although I was like, I was falling to a good sleep, one of those sleeps where you just, you going. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then he got on the phone and snuck and walked off and, um, we had cameras. Mm-hmm. So, so he's so stupid. So he goes, he goes outside to talk on the camera. Mm. And he's on the phone with one of his trash friends. And, <laughs> and so I immediately, you know, I laid there like I'm asleep because he's outside right. anyway. But I go, I go to my phone and I go to the, the camera. camera. Mm. And I'm listening to him have a conversation with his friend. And, you know, they're, they're, they're basically talking about our relationship. And mm. um, he, you know, the guy, he's obviously he's cheating. He got other women he's dealing with. And his friend is a cheater. His friend is a very open cheater too. Like very like proud <laughs> about it. Like Un- yeah, he got, he got a girlfriend he lived with and, <laughs> oh, and he, and he got another girl that he got an apartment with, mm-hmm. you know, wow. disrespectful, yeah. like getting them both yeah. pregnant, all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so now um, I hear them. This is the guy that he's going to for advice, by the way. So they're talking about the relationship that was saying, no, 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 no. You have to go to a guy that thinks (laughs) like you, a guy that, that you really want to be like, he got the best life, two women, two different houses, best life. So you have to go to that guy. But How did I get like you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, so, so while he's getting advice from this guy, he's like, uh, his friend goes, you know, it's no, it's good. I'm glad that, you know, you, you, y'all, you going to try to work it out. Um, and then my dude at the time was like, yeah, man, you know, cause I was, I was ready to throw the towel in, you know, because, um, obviously when they ask something of you, they don't actually expect, they don't think that you expect them to do the same things, you know right, what I mean? Right, so then right. when you start having expectations for them, the same way How they have you. expectations for you, then that mm-hmm. starts making the relationship rocky. Yeah. yeah so them, yeah, that was my fault. Say. I shouldn't have done that, you know, Yeah. but <laughs> But basically, you know, he was just saying that he was getting overwhelmed with the relationship. He was, you know, like he don't want to act right. So then his friend is like, yeah, man, I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, y'all going to try to work it out. And he's like, but because sometimes you just want to taste off a, a different menu every now and then. That's what his friend, that's his friend's response to him. And then his friend goes on to say, bro. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> then his friend goes on to say, you know, and women are just made to endure. Women are made to endure and they're made to, 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 you know, just go through these things. And when I tell you, I could laugh about it now, but it's such a trigger for me. I cannot, if I hear the word endure, I don't even care in what context I, my brain automatically reminds me of that moment. And I hate that that word is attached to that moment now for me, because at that moment, um, I realized that not only had I already been seeing signs that you're unworthy. Okay. And a lot of times women, we feel like our values don't matter. We want a man so bad. We want to be with somebody so bad. And we don't want to be alone so bad that we start to turn a blind eye to little things, right? Things that we think are little. Then as they get bigger, we we turn our eyes to even more and we start attaching so deep. And, 
And this person is obviously showing you that they don't feel the same way that you feel about them. In fact, not only do we not love ourselves, we love this person more than we love ourselves. You know what? We love them so much that we, we, we don't even know what it is. We love this person so much more than we love ourselves that we will consider their feelings before we consider ourselves and how low we feel. And in that moment, not only did I already know that the relationship was downhill and that it more than likely wasn't going to work. Right. But in that moment, I, I heard how little you thought of me as a being, not as a woman, but as a being, you think so little of me and so high of yourself that you can, you can belittle me and, and my feelings and my, and my, my soul and everything about me to say that, you know, women are supposed to endure. Endure. Mm. Like that's what, that is my responsibility. Like Girl, it was so deep. It's such a trigger for me when I think about that. Because I'm like, oh my God, like you really feel like you are, that's the privilege you have, the arrogance that you have, that your life and you are so valuable that, I mean, I'm a man, you know, you don't treat men like this, but you a woman though, you can endure. I can treat you like this, you know, and And it's funny. It's horrible. It's funny. It is terrible. But let me tell you the craziest thing about it. And I'm going to drop this story at this point. But that same friend that was given his his words of wisdom, he is a man that loved his mama. He always quote his mama. He's that dude. Like they all love their mama. They always love their mom. They act like they love their mom, but they really don't. It'd be fake love. Yeah, they don't really love their moms. They really hate their moms. But they They hate their moms because their dads was trash. And so they'd be projecting onto their moms. But that's another topic for another day. But... (laughs) But he loved his mom so much. And he always quoted his mom. You know, my mom always used to say, oh, my mom once said, he loved to quote his mom. Always. And that's that's the point I was about to get to. His dad used to dog his mom out, cheat on his mom Mm. so bad and treat her so bad. And and he growing up, I was told by his girlfriend that growing up, his, um, him and his siblings hated their dad because of how bad they used to make their mom feel watching their mom cry and watching her being cheated on and stuff and they hated hated their dad used to treat him like that and he not only is that same nigga but um he's arrogant in it you arrogant in it you could watch your mom be disrespected and hurt like that and then you could turn around and treat another another mother like that at that but another woman like that but you hated your dad it's like it's like you forget what you witnessed and you feel and and it's the it's the no i don't think they forget you know i don't think they forget yeah i guess they don't obviously they don't because they repeating it but it's just it's so it's so odd to me but it was in that moment that i realized like oh no i I know i I know my value no you can't think that low of me i should endure please because you're just here to be an endurer you know, it's right. like you take somebody's child because that's what it is, essence. And it's, you know what? Not even an earthly child, a heavenly child, because you are a child of the most high, right? Mm. The universe has molded you and mm. shaped you into this fantastic being and said, go to earth and experience life, right? Mm. Now, you have now met somebody because we decided humans we want to be monogamous whatever you met somebody you want to now have a relationship with this person and this person now takes it upon themselves to control your life and then make it a living hell to do things and treat you in a way that they know that they can never tolerate and you just have to be stuck there you know what I mean it's just it's really um uh heartbreaking 
um, situation that we're in as women yeah do you know what I mean and because so many women just oh my god just stay and take it and just take this constant abuse and heartache and destruction from this person like we are here to endure we're just here to take take Mm -hmm. it you know that what you're doing is not good enough but you know women that's they don't really have feelings they they can take it they'll cry and get over it Mm. you know and it's just, it's not like, it's, it's, it's not good enough. It's really a lot better to be on your own. And your story kind of reminded me of a story that I had. Um, it wasn't, it's not exactly the same, but it, it, I think it kind of boils down to self-worth as well. Um, it was another situation where I should have left a long time ago <laughs> and didn't, would continue to speak to them. Um, even like I now met him one time, we'd had issues, um, I'd and I this is when I was just coming into myself I was blogging you know he seemed like he was really supportive of my blog and my views everybody knows that I'm pro-black pro-woman so I speak my views all the time um and I used to always share them with him and he would make some problematic statements right again these are statements that I would not tolerate now once people start to make these sort of comments that kind of go against the very things that I believe in it's not really not an argument. It's not a fighting situation, but it's a red flag for me because I know fundamentally you and I don't have the same views. And it's because of this situation with him, it was such a trigger for me and it made me feel so terrible. So um, I used to speak about him, about my love for pro-black and whatever with him. And I thought he understood, you know, we'd been seeing each other for like nearly a year and um, we had a few fallings out. I was starting to find out that he was not who I thought he was. But we were watching the um, Mayweather and, was it Mayweather? Yeah, Mayweather and I feel like it was Conor McGregor, but it might be somebody else, I'm not sure. They had a fight and um, I was we were watching it together. So I'm here saying, yes, obviously Floyd won. So I'm like, yes, Floyd whooped his ass. You know the melanin, the melanin <laughs> is always dominant. Of course, he was going to whoop his ass, like, mm-hmm. you know. And he just looked at me, ugh. And just randomly, and he was like, ugh, everything is not melanin, melanin. Your views are so repulsive. Your views repulse me. Everything mm. melanin, melanin. What does melanin have to do with this? Now, bear in mind, we all know that Conor McGregor was making racist comments. He's made several racist comments um, towards Black people in general, right? So, of course, I'm more than happy that Floyd whooped his ass. But I was just so hurt, Jazz. Like, I was so hurt because I was like, that means this entire time that I'm here sharing my passion with you and the things that I care about, you're acting like you care. You actually could care less. You do not care. You are sitting here telling me that my views are repulsive because Mm -hmm. I'm talking about melanin, you know, or my love for the black race or whatever. So um, that incident really escalated. So it was a terrible night. It really Mm. got physical and everything was horrible. But um, it really adds to my um it really shaped me you know I took a lot of lessons from that situation going forward and I refused like when I'm speaking to people now and I because I didn't think I was compatible with him and that's the thing I didn't think I was compatible with him I did that a lot people that I would meet and be like "Mm, we're not necessarily compatible I would let myself be sweet talked around or something would happen and I would now give in when I shouldn't basically you know but after that situation because it hurt me so deeply 
I just don't do it. If I see that we are not compatible views wise or in any kind of the way we live our lives, our morals, the things that we care about, or I hear you say things that are slightly problematic or I know will cause issues. Um, I just don't go there. I'm like, okay, you know, that's, I completely cut it off, completely cut it off. I'm mm. not, I don't do it anymore. Absolutely not. I'm not going to deal with um, somebody that talks about, um, things that women for example should be making less than men you know or a woman should not speak when a man is speaking I've had a few exes tell me that you know and it it blows my mind because obviously I would always argue and be like you can't tell me that but I would still speak to them now any man that tells me (laughs) you cannot speak when I'm speaking that's the last time you're going to hear from me there will be no argument you just won't hear from me again because to me that's a big red flag you know what I mean huge red flag huge red flag and so many of them and so many of them would say that you know uh when we were younger and I would be like okay you know no I would argue with them obviously but I would still stay with them you know what I mean I would Mm -hmm. still entertain the idea of a relationship now once you say that to me there is no entertainment there's not even a friendship that's going to happen I'm just not going to mingle with you because I see that straight away we're not aligned and it's not by force. Mm, and that's beautiful. And that's how it should be. And I have to always say, before I finish self-love, my sentence, yeah. I have to always say mm-hmm. that, yes, yeah, self-love is a journey. It's definitely not a destination. So I, as I am still learning um, different ways that I need to love myself and different ways I need to heal myself and grow, I also can, can acknowledge that I've gotten to the point where I recognize certain behaviors and certain red flags and I don't, I don't make excuses for, for any type of red flag anymore. Like things that I call red flags, some people don't consider, they don't consider it and they, they'll overlook certain things, certain behaviors. Give us an example. (laughs) Give us an example. Like something. I'm a mother now. So, so a good example is uh, if you hear a man speak about um, one of his children's mothers. And, and again, you know, I'm, I'm not being biased because I'm a woman, but when we look at the statistics of how many single mothers there are in the black community, um, and you, you consider the fact that a lot of people in our community were raised by single women, you know, a lot of people that I know they're raised only by their mothers. Me too. Um, yeah. So, so just off of that fact alone, And I know people, you know, when you're being raised by a single mom, obviously I was raised by a single mom, you know, firsthand that they do everything that they can and, and they're trying as hard as they can. And obviously it's not a balanced workload. And so when I hear a man speak about his child's mother and say things like, oh, she crazy or she this or she that. You know, when I hear things like that now, being being a mom, I it immediately stands out to me. And I'm like, oh, no, because you're not even acknowledged whatever you did. What right. did you do? Like mm-hmm. like and that's not to assume that you did something wrong. Right. No, but, it is. But but I know us. <laughs> I know us. And I know the problems that we have. And we hold on. <laughs> we hold on even when we need to be yeah. running away. And, and because so many of us hold on and we want to be with a man so bad, especially God, Lee, you mean a man that you've had a child with, Mm. like you, you hold on so tight. Like when a lot of these relationships aren't working, it is because of 
a man that's not stepping up to the plate or is not ready or whatever the issue that he provides, whatever reason right. he provides. And, and so when you have these situations where relationships are not working out, for a man to be able to sit there and speak about the mother of his child and, and say anything disrespectful, I, I question that because I'm a mother and I'm a woman. And I know how hard it is to raise children. And I know how hard it is to do that on the, by yourself. So um, yeah, definitely. you can't, you can't come in my one. face and talk about any woman, really. But you definitely say, can't talk right. about your, your, when you're talking about your exes and stuff, I'm like, you ain't got no class. Like, what kind of dude are you? Now. Like, who Major. are you? Like, what did you do wrong in a relationship? Mm-hmm. One and two, this is your ex that... If you claim, if you're, if you're claiming that you love this person at some point in time, and then you can talk about them to a stranger, how much do you like, like, who are you? Absolutely. You know, you know, you just, you just, I I, I pay attention to to people, how they treat people when they're no longer dealing with people, you know, and we ignore things like that because if they can treat this person like that, how you think they'll treat you? Treat you, literally treat you the exact same way. I completely agree with that. And I'm not even, um, a mother right but I'm somebody who always would look at the way you are treating like you said even your exes your baby mothers I've had people who've had exes baby mothers and I don't it's they know me it's it's something that I'm notorious for. I just can't stand it don't do it don't speak about your ex negatively to me don't speak Mm -mm. about your baby mother negatively to me Mm -mm. I've had a psycho baby mother before who just was just wanted my neck I can't lie but even then I would still tell him there's a certain never know. No, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Well, anyways, ladies, I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Power of Women podcast. As always, you know, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at the Power Podcast. And we will see you ladies next week. Thanks. Bye.